don't bottle it. Benzema on the far side, and Rodrigo's turned it in. He's on as a substitute, and he's put Madrid back in this, baby. City have got to regain their control and composure. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't believe it. Neither can Real Madrid. City's two-goal lead has gone in a minute. Can Edison stop him? No, he can't. And now City have to score to save themselves. This is it. Don't ball it now, guys. Kulisevsky interested, Kane, beautiful control, it's Harry Kane, it's opened up, it's Sessegnon, it's Son, it's 1-0 Tottenham Hotspur! How about this from Spurs, who lead at Anfield? Full-time then at Anfield, Liverpool 1, Tottenham Hotspur 1. This is it, don't ball it now, guys. He's well aware of the magnitude of this penalty. It is Harry Kane against Arsenal. Song with the corner. Benteco Kane! He's done it again! Kane on the turn, just brilliantly, and Kane, was he hauled down? Son scores! You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode sixty nine of FPL Bros, or 68, and I'll owe you one, if you prefer. This is Roy Coach, and I'm joined by Jamie. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, I'm doing all right. How about you? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. It's good. Yeah, so we've just had double game week 36. Uh, very interesting for various lots of reasons, and we will have double game week 37 coming up as well. That mm-hmm. starts on Sunday. Because obviously Saturday we've got the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. So we'll just briefly uh, let people know who we think are good captain choices for Double Game Week 37. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. But before we get on to that, uh, let's have a look at our scores. Scores for Game Week 36. So, okay. you want to go first or? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I don't mind. I'll go right. first. I've got. Um... I got 116. That's with a minus four though, because um, I did a double a double transfer, and that was like the most. You know when you do a double transfer, and the minute you do it, you think that was so stupid. <laughs> that was exactly Wait, what I I don't know what's coming here. Well, I, it, well, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. Like it wasn't dreadful, dreadful. But like I did the let me double check and make sure that I did the transfer. All right, yeah. So I swapped I swapped Ericsson and Ramsey to get. Who do I get? I got I brought in Odegaard and I brought in Drewsby Hall, which I okay. think I'm pretty sure I did that bit. Like 
I think after I did it, immediately I did it. I don't know how it looked in hindsight, but immediately I did it. I thought that was so dumb. I should have just swapped one of them because I could have comfortably afforded. It could have been a straight swap between Erdegaard and someone else because I was yeah. gonna I was gonna swap. I swapped Ramsey out and gained gained like a couple like decimal point millions to Drewsby Hall, and then and then when I did sort of I finally swapped out Erdegaard. It wasn't even worth it because Ericsson and Erdegaard, because I was going to swap Erdegaard for um, Ericsson for someone more expensive, but I didn't even want to use it in the end because the, fi- the fixtures that had worked out, it meant that I even <laughs> I swapped just before for no reason. <laughs> I could have just kept Ramsey. It was just it was just one of those ones like a bit galaxy brain, they call it, you know, when you think way too high and it's like that was not even worth it a little bit. Anyways, I did it and that was done. But um, lo and behold, so I took my minus four. Um, it was a, it was an all right week. <sighs> Like 116, obviously, it's nothing to be scoffed at. But when the average is 79, yeah, no, like, you want to be doing a bit better. You want to be in like I would say, if 150 range is is a bit more respectable. And I think, but I think, I think it was heavily skewed by people who captained the one and only KDB. If you captained mm-hmm. him, then you were just you were out ahead. And it was it was it was it was a bit like that that double game week with Salah. If you didn't captain him, you might as well just forgot about it because anybody who captained him was in the top top side. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, um, yeah. So I mean, I'll just quickly go through my team. It's it's probably gonna be pretty run in the mill because I I played a bench boost. I had my big hitters were Cancelo, James, Son, uh, and Ketia. Uh, stupidly captained Salah, who was a bit of a dud. But um, yeah, those were my big hitters. Uh, ended the game week with one sixteen. Can't scoff at it, but I was hoping for a bit more to be honest. Oh, and Sesenio actually surprisingly was also a double figure. Um, yeah, can't scoff at it, but I wanted a bit more. No, that, that uh, Sessegnon turned out quite well for you. Um, yeah. Okay, well, I managed 130, but that was with a minus eight, so actually 120. A minus eight, what the name? <laughs> well, what what happened was, what did happen? Basically, when when I when I got to this end, when I was getting to this stage of the season, I knew I was going to have to take some hits. I just knew that's how I had to play it, basically. And so the plan was I had Kane and I kept him for a while because I thought he was going to explode in the game weeks leading up to game week 36, which, of course, he didn't do. And and because he was so expensive, he kind of limited my options in terms of the rest of the team. So the whole time I had Kane, I had a couple of duds on my bench. I had Gelhart, you know, he usually came off a one-pointer, and, and I think I had one of those cheapy strikers at Everton who never plays. And then when I got to game week 36, I thought, OK, I'm going to bench boost. But the whole point of having a bench boost is that everybody plays. So I knew I was going mm-hmm. to have to get rid of Kane, get, take some of my Kane cash and put on some decent players. And it just worked out that over the course of the transfers that I made, I had to make five transfers in two weeks. I knew I was always going to be taking hits. But I thought, take the minus eight for the double game week and bench boost because it'll be worth it. Because with any luck, you'll mm. get a big massive score. That was kind of worth it. Like you said, uh, it was only really worth it for people who had KDB. And it never occurred to me for one second to get him in. I thought I had Foden. He'll do nicely. And he did all right, but he only really played for one game. And fortunately for me, he scored in that game. He played for the whole of the game against Wolves. He hit the post twice, I think, and then he got taken off and I was absolutely screwing because I had him as captain. So just imagine, I was actually brave enough not to captain Salah. 
you said that <laughs> Captain Insana turned out to be a bit of a dud, but only with the benefit of hindsight. I have to be honest with you, I was bricking it because I thought, okay, let me captain somebody at Man City because I knew they were going to go mental. Uh, but of course, it didn't quite work out because KDB was the one who ended up going mental. Sterling obviously did really well as well with his 28 points. But yeah, just uh, to go through my team, the big points came from Cancelo, like everybody else. I had Reese James and Enketia, obviously. And then I had Mason Mount as well. Um, I don't know why I ever got rid of him for Havertz. Uh, he's back in my team now and he's staying there. And then I also had Ben Foster, uh, I, uh, who was my cheaper goalkeeper because my main one was supposed to be Schmeichel. But Foster came in with 14 points. Um, he played two blinding games. I really did not see that coming. I thought I'd get some points off him, but the amount of points I got off him, I was very happy about. The only person who didn't get me any points at all was Ramsey, because it turned out he was injured for both of Villa's games. I only find that out after I brought him in. So that, That's it. That's what happened. That's what happened. Okay, look, that's what happened. So I prematurely did a swap Erdegaard for, for what do you call it? What's his name? Erdegaard, Ericsson for Erdegaard. And then, I, and then, like, so I swapped, and then I went onto the team news because <laughs> you know <laughs> that's the natural order of business. <laughs> oh yeah. And then, um, and then Gerard said he's a serious doubtful for this this game week, and I was like, oh, sake. <laughs> I know, I know exactly how you mean because you know he's great value and he plays all the time. And you yeah. know, the thing about Villa, four games in two weeks, you've got to have some of that. You know, right now I'm staring at my team. I've got Watkins there. He's flagged. The whole point I brought him in was four games over two weeks. And now yeah. I'm thinking, do I use a transfer? Do I bring in Danny Ings? But but we'll get on to that. So, I, well, I mean, we, we might as well we can move right on to that, I guess. Okay, yeah, let's move, move right on because, to that. I'm... Because that's, that's where I, that's, that's, that, that's, I made one transfer this week. And that was Watkins out, Richardson in. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I, I just, so I took pulled, it. I... You pulled the trigger on Watkins already. Yeah, I just thought I'm just like at this at this stage of the season, I can't take chances on on any more duds. And I think and if I'm I'm hedging my bets on the on the double gaming players a bit, which obviously is stupid, but you know I'm hedging my bets on the double yeah. gaming players a bit here because I'm just thinking more chance to do something. Yeah, so, um, this is exactly that. I mean, the only risk you're really taking is that they might not play both games, but exactly. Um, but there's so many of them who do. My, my 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 thought process: Richarlison needs to play both games because he's the one keeping yeah. Lampard in. No. So there's no way he's not yeah. playing. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that he will play both games, and he's he's looking at 180 minutes. I mean, basically, when you look at the double game weeks for teams which are sort of more sort of mid-table, the squads aren't quite as big. You know, their their main players they can't really rotate them or rest them, can they? they no. Especially when there's something at stake. So your Everton's, your Aston Villas, your Leicester's. Well, not maybe so much with Leicester, but now they're out of Europe. Uh, I think we, mm. we might see a bit more of a settled team there. But yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. As, I, as, think, as, I think as, Everton's as, are nailed on. Yeah. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. So, I um, mean, yeah, generally speaking, next topic obviously is captains for game week 37. Seeing as you brought in Charleston. <laughs> Is there any chance of you captain? It's a tough one because you say it most game weeks, especially every game, double game week, and I'm sure you've been waiting to say it this game week. Don't disregard the single game week players in favour of the double <laughs> game week players. Single game week players could do just as well. <laughs> so I'm going to steal the line off of 
uh, and I'm looking at um, I'm looking at a combination, a mixture of Sun and Salah, and obviously Richarlison. But Sun and Salah both have quite favourable fixtures, I think. And Sun, I saw something get thrown up today. It seems like Burnley is a bit of like a bit of a favourite favourite game for Sun. He's had he's recorded double point um, double figure points in the last two games against Burnley at home or something. So um, yeah. That's a that's an interesting one, and for some reason these things all come to fruition as well. It's like it's like Mane has a couple of teams that he always just seems to score against. So maybe some this is his team, and Spurs need to win. Spurs yeah. Spurs need it. They need wins. They need like they can't if they if they lose this game then that's it. And if they yeah. lose this game, obviously an Arsenal win. But the only chance that they have is is by winning. And and he's he was on fire on uh, midweek. So yeah, I don't know. I think I'm probably going to leave it right up until the last minute to pick my captain. But I'll have him sitting on on Sun for now. But I think I might change it to Richardson just because the same way Spurs need to win, Everton also need to win, and Richardson yeah. is their scorer. <laughs> you know, it's the business end. I mean, the, what the, I think one thing that says a lot for Son and Kane could afford him, or you still keep mm-hmm. is that Burnley have got no central defenders. There's no Ben Mee, James's favourite, yeah. and there's no Tarkowski, and mm. uh, so. It's not looking good for Burnley. And for that reason alone, I'm very nervous about not having Kane anymore or indeed not having Son because uh, I've not had Son for a while. When it came to the choice of Son versus Kane, I, <laughs> I as you would say, stupidly went for Kane and I've been punished ever since. Mm. And like, Son looks very good to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Kane is still can, you know, go mental. I mean, he's got Burnley, and then the last game of the season, he's got Norwich, and he's on penalty, and you know he's going to play 90 minutes. Uh, but, but Son is a good captain choice, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he's firing, Burnley don't have a defence. As he said before, Son plays tends to play well against Burnley, although I do recall a few months ago that Spurs went up to Burnley and Burnley beat them 1-0. Yeah. So I don't know if there's still a little bit of a soft underbelly to, to Spurs. Uh, but anyway, I'm not going to mess with form. Their form has been higgy over the past few weeks because I mean, like after Arsenal went on their three-game losing streak, they should they should have held on to top four, but they managed to lose two games on the bounce and Arsenal got back into it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Been a, yeah. it's been a it's been a very interesting top four race. So yeah, anything can happen. It has. Anything it has. can happen. You mentioned Salah, the perennial captain. Um, is there any particular reason apart from the fact he's Salah that you think you can think about him as a captain? Um, no, literally just it's Salah and you can never count him out. And he's he's also a bit of a he's also in a in now he's in a golden boot race with Son. He's only one he's only one goal ahead of Son. If Son scores, Salah needs to score, vice versa. You know. So I know that he's gonna want that because he's also vying for a contract and a golden boot helps win that contract or make it a bit more interesting for himself. So exactly. I'm also thinking about things like that. He's and when Salah wants to score, he'll shoot from anywhere. No problem. <laughs> you know? That's he'll true. Do what he needs to, do to score. He he has been unlucky last couple of weeks. He mm-hmm. still gets the ball, he still shoots plenty. You know, Luis Diaz may have, have stolen his thunder a little bit, but he's still Salah. Um, you mm-hmm. know, he's still in FPL, he's still the top player by miles as well. So, and they're still in the title race, technically. I mean, it's yeah, not good, but technically fact, they're still I, in the title race. I, You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. I've got a word on that. I'm I'm sorry, I, and I don't need to burst the bubble of any Man City fans out there, 
But I think the title race is still 100% on. And the reason mm-hmm. for that is Man City don't have a defence anymore. I mean, seriously, when uh, Fernandinho was, was uh, playing in defence against Wolves, there were a few hairy moments <laughs> where Wolves <laughs> could have gotten back in that game. One or two yeah. very hairy moments, you know. Mm-hmm. And who are they going to be playing at, at the back uh, from now? It will be Fernandinho and Aki. Now, I'm not saying that Aki is a bad player, but, you know, he's he's not Laporte and he's not Diaz, is he? You know, but, and, I mean, you you say it's still on, but what? I think City are a solid three points ahead of Liverpool, right? They are. So, so then that brings goal difference into the question. And it does. Aren't close. Here's, here's the thing. I West Ham is no joke, yeah. This West is true. Ham, no joke. And David Moyes knows how to mess people's weekends up, yeah. Mm-hmm. You already did it to Liverpool this season, all right? Mm-hmm. And he's not going to, he's going to see the fact that City don't have a defence. He's going to be loving it. I mean, seriously, Fernandinho up against uh, Gerard Bowen and Antonio. Fernandinho and Antonio, <laughs> don't make me laugh. <laughs> make me laugh, man. The boy's going to get cooked. Antonio's going to cook him. I'm telling you. This is true. And this is true. Wolves, Wolves, and uh, sorry, and uh, Man City also have Aston Villa. And they're no pushovers either. They made life yeah. difficult for Liverpool. They really did. Mm-hmm. And they could have stayed in that game quite easily. They, Liverpool had to fight for that. So because of that, I'm not prepared to say it's done and dusted. Man yeah. City can easily draw their next two games. And if Liverpool win their next two games, then they're champions. That's that true. This separate. That is so true. I, I, I just, I, it's Man City's defence just worry me, yeah. It's all very well playing with the high line and passing it back to Edison and all the rest of it when you've got Laporte and Diaz back there. But with Fernandinho, his lack of pace and his lack of size and his lack of strength and his lack of everything, yeah, and Aki, he's not quite well cast. I, I can see City conceding goals. And against yeah. West Ham, they're conceding. And against mm. Villa, you know, anyway... Um, I, I appreciate that Southampton are not necessarily any pushovers, but Southampton's been playing really badly lately. They've been putting up mm. some real stickers lately. And then uh, who's Liverpool's last game against? Oh, uh, let me check. Another sort of middling team, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. I see Southampton and Wolves. <laughs> not so middling. Hmm. So again, so middling. Wolves were bad against uh, City, although they did have their moments. But generally speaking, Wolves, you know what you're going to get. They don't score a lot and they don't concede a lot as well. Mm. So again, if Liverpool are going to win that game, they are going to have to fight. And the thing about Liverpool is that they're stretched a little bit thin at the moment. Yeah, mm. Anything could happen uh, tomorrow in the FA Cup final. It could go yeah. to 120 minutes and penalties again. Yeah, And then yeah. Klopp's got to start thinking about keeping the momentum going for the Champions League final. Who's he going to drop? Mm. Who's he going to play? You know. Mm. Uh, but one last thing I'd like to say is that life has been a bit unfair to that kid Minamino, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think he needs to get his agent on the phone now. You know, that Liverpool dream, it's, uh, it's not, not so much of a dream there. But anyway. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Well, who are my captains for game week 37? Richarlison, my armbands on him at the moment. Ollie Watkins, I would have said him if it wasn't for his flag. 
the latest from Gerard is that he's not training and they're going to see how it looks. To me, that very much sounds like he's not playing the next game, but he might play the second one. Uh, so I'm thinking, seriously thinking about bringing in Danny Ings for him. Okay, Ings has been playing well recently and he's on penalties. When he's not on the pitch, Watkins takes him. But Ings is another one I think worth looking at. And the third one, a little bit left field, is Wilfred Saha. I think people should think about him as a captain choice. Okay, he's got two away games, granted, but two away games are he's got Villa is one, you know, and he could easily get a goal and do something. And sorry, he hasn't got two away games. Sorry, he's got Villa. What am I talking about now? Sorry, yeah, sorry. He's got Villa and Everton. And uh, yes. yeah. So he, he can get something against Villa and Everton. Plus, he's on penalty. It's always helpful. And he's, Plus, he's, you know, he's, he's, had a, he's had a bit of form. Yeah, yeah as, as Derek quite Could rightly be. pointed out. Plus, he plays 90 minutes every game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and you know he's going to play. You know he's going to start. And one more cheeky one I'm just going to throw in there just because Vardy, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's got Watford. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's going to start because he's one of those old guys who doesn't seem to have that quick turnaround in his legs. Then. But if he comes mm-hmm. looking against Watford, he might do something. And mm. Chelsea, you never know. They're not mm. as resilient as they were at the beginning of the season. And if I if I know Jamie Vardy, he'll love to get one of the top six. Side. He'll just love to, just because that's what he does. <laughs> True. If it's, Again, if it's, he, he, he would come on and he would strive to score against <laughs> an aging Thiago Silva. That's right. Something like that. He'll love it. And, and then he'll do his little piece of shithousery. Uh, he's gonna be like a lion or something yeah he'll pre- he'll pretend to be a moose when he scores against watford or something or, or anyway that'd be great, <laughs> that'd be great. You're all, about to witness a monumental all right then football what's on your mind tell me talk to me talk to me <sighs> You've just you just asked the Arsenal fan what's on his mind after losing the North London derby. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I mean, what's on my mind? To be honest with you, yeah. To be honest with you, I'm not. I'm I'm upset about the final. Mm. I mean, not the final, the North London derby. It was a final, basically. But yeah. what what annoys me the most is this narrative. I feel like the media have got this. I mean, stop me, and I'll, you'll have you'll have time to rebuttal. But I think the media just have it in for Arsenal. Like, they hate us. It's so f- annoying. Like, it is unbelievable. Like, the commentary the other day, it was as if it was England versus Russia. Like, the way they were going on, every mm. time Tottenham did something, it was like, fantastic play from Tottenham. Every time Arsenal did something, like, oh, they got lucky there. Do you know what? <laughs> like, it was insane. And the minute the, minute the game ended, like... It was a. Uh, it was like. It was like. Arsenal, oh, um, Tottenham head and shoulders. Tottenham. Tottenham. Tottenham deserve this top four. Tottenham this. Tottenham that. All of this nonsense. They were saying that this is the worst top four race because Arsenal were the ones in it. And all of this stuff is like, yo, did you just forget that we beat Man United? We beat mm. Chelsea. <laughs> like okay, yeah, exactly. we 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 pushed we pushed Liverpool. We pushed uh, City. Both both managers at the end of the game were like that was that was probably one of the toughest games we played so far this season. Like, yeah. And then <laughs> the minute Tottenham bend over, everyone's like, oh, Tottenham this, Tottenham that. It's unbelievable. It is like they just they don't want us to win this. They don't want us to get this Champions League. I'm telling you, they really don't. And I just don't understand it. But it's been that way well, since the beginning. 
It's been that way since well, the beginning. The first, the first three games, like when it was Brentford game, everyone loved it when Arsenal lost. And then well, when Arsenal went on the bounce for the three. Oh, sorry, you want to speak? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, short memories. That is probably the worst and the best thing about people. Sometimes it's good that people forget things, but also it's bad that they forget things. Uh, but but go on. But man, and then and then and then what what upsets me most is that like. Tottenham deserved this because Arsenal had a game called off because of the because of COVID and this and that. It was like, look, do you don't help pick a team in the league this season that didn't have a game called off? And bear in mind, Arsenal only had one game called off because of COVID. Mm. Some teams called off four, some teams yeah. called off like six. Like some, yeah. teams, some teams, they didn't play for two months. Yeah, <laughs> and we called off one game. And that's it. We deserve all the bad things. We deserve to be relegated. In fact, just shoot Mikel Arteta. Don't let him be a manager. Just shoot him. Shoot him in the head. Be done with it. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. disgusting. <laughs> it, uh, I, I just, I was, well, I do want to rewind to the beginning of the season a bit, just a little bit because, yeah, uh, sure. what, I mean, first of all, I, I think you've got a point. It, it's true. I, I don't know. I think maybe it's that the Harry Kane influence that Harry Kane people like the idea of Harry Kane doing well and doing what they want him to do. Um, so so I, I I think that feeds <laughs> I think that feeds into I think that feeds into the NLD a little bit. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. But what annoys me about the beginning of the season is I I think. I, I mean, I, I think people are being a bit harsh about the beginning of the season because people forget you out of your first three games, one again was against the champions and another was against the champions of Europe. And the Brentford result was just a freak result. And of course, Brentford surprised plenty of teams this season. It wasn't just Arsenal. So mm-hmm. even though they probably would have expected three <clears throat> points out of the first three games, they ended up with zero points because of one freakish result. And so mm-hmm. things were made to look a lot worse than they actually were, in my opinion. So, again, it's, a, it's very, very frustrating that people forget that. But I want to just remind people something, because I don't think anyone remembers, OK? But, like, just, like, bear in mind, Arsenal had no recognised starting front three. Like, do you know how many players we had out with COVID for that for that Brentford game? But no, but the reason why it was, it was you're right, you know, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> we we played we played flipping following Belogan, oh, <laughs> an yeah. academy graduate who had never played in the Premier League before. Callum Chambers was at it uh, was in the back. So was Ben White. So was flipping uh, Pablo Mari. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We had Sambi Lukonga and Shaka starting in the midfield. Like we 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 really were on the ropes. No Saka. Saka came on later on in the game because he had he was carrying a knock. Like, but do you know what? And it's come out since Arteta said, "Hey, look, we're not sure about this because we've got a lot of cases of COVID." And they said, "But it's the first game of the season, so crack on." <laughs> oh, I remember that as well. And that was anyway, it. <laughs> um, I want to the 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 NLD itself. Were you what? How, what do you think? Was it uh, was it still a game until um, what's his face got sent off? Yeah, I think I think the thing like bear in mind Harry Kane's goal, the, the penalty kick goal, was mm-hmm. his was his was his second touch of the game mm-hmm. at that time. So you can get an idea what was going on. Like like the game was it was going both ways. I think Arsenal were a bit were a bit like uh like how would I describe it? The the occasion definitely got to a few Arsenal players. I think I think I think yeah. we could have grown into the game 
but the game was the game was definitely done and dusted before we had a chance to grow into it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think yeah I think yeah I think I think the 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 sending off kind of like just more well it was the penalty and then it was the sending off right. But um, see this is the thing I, I'm just going to end like this. People want to have their cake eat it, don't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, they do with Spurs. On the one hand, they like to say, "Oh, Spurs, they're going to mess it up." It'll be typical Spurs, so Spursy. You know, if they were to mm. lose the second half. Uh, but on the other hand, it's like, well done Spurs. It's everything they, they deserve. So it's like, which yeah. is, <laughs> which Spurs do you want then? <laughs> you know. And- and just one last thing, one last thing. We need to get it out of our heads that this flipping human son is like flipping prefect Asian boy who doesn't do anything wrong, sweet. And cries and stuff. No, he's a, oh. he's a nasty, nasty piece of work. <laughs> he's a nasty piece of work. <laughs> You're killing me, man. Right, I'm look, dying over here. Look, he's, he's, he's the flipping, he's the, he's the Korean Joey Barton. And I'm, <laughs> I'm dying. Look, he flew all the way back to South Korea to serve in their army. Yeah, they, they're bordering on crazy pariah nation that's building nuclear weapons and can't wait to wipe North Korea can't wait to wipe South Korea off the face of this map. He went there back there to defend his borders. Of course he's I ain't having it. I have it. I have it. Because look, yeah, there was a there was a there was a part, yeah, in the game where where it was the first tussle between Holden and Sun and it, like they kind of fell to the ground and they were like all a bit on top of each other. And then Sun looks at Holden and elbows him in the head. Like it's not like he's moving or something. He just sits up, elbows him in the head, and then gets off of uh-huh. him. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, and then and then it was only later on today that like I realized, like I saw it, and I thought, oh, that's a bit dumb. But then later on today, one of my one of the people I listened to on the podcast, they mm. said like, if the roles were reversed, someone would be rolling around crying. VAR mm. would have looked at it, and it probably would have ended up in either a red card or a yellow card minimum. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know what? It's right, you know, like, <laughs> like honestly, like, like I hate him so. Much. And do you remember? Do you remember when he cracked that guy's leg? And he was I crying. Need, I, I knew oh, this was going to come. Waterworks. You remember? You remember when uh, you were in school? Remember when you were in school? You, you, <laughs> you used to get a rough and tumble with your mates, and there was always that one guy who just start crying. It was like, man, but you were just pinching. Like, why are you crying now? Like, come on. <laughs> nah, and then, and then you get in trouble. He's uh, that guy. He's that I'm guy. Just, I'm not even gonna go there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Right, well, um... All right, I'm done. I'm done. My rant is over. Uh, all right then. So, uh... you're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Again, I think we've come to the end of the episode now. Mm-hmm. Good one. I hope it was cathartic for you. Uh, it was a bit. Thank you. There. Some <laughs> I think it's important to get get them out there. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget that the uh, index is in the description below so you can click to any part of the pod you want to listen to also don't forget to check us out on twitter at fpl underscore dot bros no and at fpl underscore bros that's it (laughs) all right was there was anything else no that's it good luck everybody and um i hope to beat you this season kojo oh bring it (laughs) i like it this i'm loving this Absolutely, bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. All right, then. Thanks uh, a lot for doing the pod tonight, Jamie. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, see you hopefully for the next one. See you for the next one.
Bye bye then. <laughs>